Broadcasting from the 10 Hudson Square building, home of WNYC Radio in Soho, New York, welcome to Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful, purpose-driven companies and organizations. My guest today is Executive Director of the Taco Bell Foundation, Tina Nguyen. Taco Bell's purpose-driven arm is this foundation that supports America's youth with Live Moss scholarships, among many other things. Since 1992, the foundation has invested in more than 4 million young people across the country and awarded more than $83 million in grants and scholarships focused on education and career readiness. Leveraging Taco Bell's scale and reach, the foundation partners with a number of incredible organizations like Boys and Girls Clubs of America and DoSomething.org to create impactful programs and experiences so young people can confidently pursue their dream careers. So Tina's been at Taco Bell since 2004 and working on the foundation since 2015. And while at the foundation, she spearheaded its growth and helped to establish prosperous and bright futures for thousands upon thousands of young people across the U.S., allowing them to pursue their passions and create the leaders of tomorrow. Tina Wynn, welcome to Brand on Purpose. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for that lovely introduction. Well, I appreciate you being here. I also appreciate talking about the Taco Bell Foundation because I don't think many people, many people know about Taco Bell. Not a lot of people know about the foundation. Maybe we can just start there. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start, Aaron. So as you mentioned, we've been around for close to 30 years. And at Taco Bell, youth is really the center of our brand. It's who our customers are. It's who works at our restaurants. And we just believe in the passion and the next generation of leaders. A lot of people don't realize all the great things Taco Bell does. I mean, there's obviously some very irreverent and engaging brand programs and PR stunts. I think you guys are masterful at that. But I don't think most of the population really understands the commitment to philanthropy. And by design, is it because it's so authentic? Is there a push to raise more awareness? Obviously, you have enough awareness where you have kids and others trying to obviously associate and apply to be able to get grants and to be part of all your philanthropic endeavors. But how do you shine more light on this? What is it that you guys are doing to communicate the foundation and all of its programs? Yeah, so being authentic is really important to us and really always want to tie back to the brand and, and the youthful spirit we have. So this year, and we're having our Live Moss application period open right now, and we're anticipating about quite close to twenty to 30,000 applicants, which is huge for us. When we first started, like you mentioned, four or five years ago, I think we started off less than a 1,000. So it really resonates with youth. And I think one of the reasons it resonates so well with youth is is that ours is a very different type of scholarship. We learned about it through our research. And again, we wanted to be authentic to the brand, authentic to our youth culture. And you just have to submit a two-minute video. So no essays, no transcripts, no interviews. It's a two-minute video where you really talk about your passion. And we believe in all young people. So whether you want to be the best teacher or the best dancer, best welder. We believe if you have a passion and if you want to change the world, we want to get behind it. Traditionally, scholarships have always focused around the best grade. You're valedictorian and you think about it, you're top sports person. At my school, it was water high school, um, water polo, the championship water polo team. And those are the kids that got all the big scholarships. Now, what if you don't fit in there? It doesn't mean that you're not going to change the world or that you're not passionate. And these are needs-based applicants? 
they are not needs-based. Anybody can submit a video. It's just based upon your passion and your story and how you shine brightly and you can explain to us what you want to do. And so you get about 30,000 applications now, which is kind of yes. mind-numbing. How many do you... Yes, and my team is awesome. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but how many awards do you grant out of the 30,000? We are trying to not stick with the numbers and we're trying to give meaningful scholarships. So one of the things we learned is our scholarship amounts are anywhere from 5000 to 25000 So we want it to be not just a volume-based game. We want it to be meaningful because tuition right now is one of the biggest deterrents of finishing your college education or your vocational school or whatnot. So we're trying to be as meaningful as possible. So the amounts are 5000 to 25000 And this year, we're going to grant $6 million, Aaron, in scholarships. And I don't know what number that actually translates to. I guess it depends on it's five or somewhere between five and 25000 so It's probably 000, like right? closer to 1000 Wow. It'll be $6 million and probably closer to 1000 Aaron, this year. You have human beings, right? Not an algorithm or anything like that. You've got human beings. We have human beings. That's what I refer to as my amazing team. So they have to review 30,000 two-minute videos? Yes, we watch them all. And what are you looking for? I mean, obviously this is subjective, but what exactly are you looking for where you're like, yes, they go in the final or semi-finalist pile? Or- Once you're able to sit through some of our video to watch some of our videos, it becomes very clear. But what you're looking for, what we look for, Aaron, is really obviously the passion. Do you have the passion? And can you articulate what your passion is? It's hard. There is some storytelling involved, but you need to be able to articulate in a two minute video what you want to do. And that we have like a 10 point criteria that we've developed over the years, uh, close to that to, to kind of help look at these videos. But our scholars, our winners, have been able to project what they want to do and how this scholarship will help them achieve their dream because we need to understand that. And really, how are they going on to change the world or inspire others? To be clear, and my guess might be wrong, but you're not looking for someone who pretends to be a unicorn and they're like, yeah, I want to drive a McLaren and be an investment banker or run a huge hedge fund. That's not what you're looking for. It's not. And it's interesting you say we, because of the nature of the scholarship, I think because of the two minute video and it's, it's got a little bit of a creative kind of different edge to it. We get a lot of traditional the typical, for example, medical school is very expensive. We'll get a lot of that. But we don't get a lot of people who would apply who would say something like that. It's very interesting. I mean, one of my favorite videos I remember seeing, and it was just a, a young gentleman sitting on a bed in his bedroom, just holding the iPhone. I don't even think somebody was filming for him. And he talked about wanting to be a, a sign language instructor because of his family. And that really, really, it just really struck me. Production quality wasn't very high. It was just his story, but you could just see the passion in his eyes that this is something that had affected my family. And this is something that I want to do to make other people's lives better. Have you tracked some of the recipients? Because it's been around long enough now where you could probably show some case studies of these people who are now living adult human beings in the world making a difference. We are so excited. So yes, we track them and we can't wait to see where all these bright stars are going to be. And one of my favorites, since you asked, she's a team member. Her name's Ricarda 
Urso, and she is a multi-year winner. She's one of our team members. She's a pre-med student. She balances volunteer work, but she has just been with us from the start, and we just believe in her so much, and we can't wait to see her achieve her dreams. But yes, we plan to track these bright stars and see where they're going. You're the largest QSR kind of category company that I've spoken to as relates to purpose, at least on the podcast. So I've spoken to the CEO and the new owner of Smoothie King, spoken to Firehouse Subs. And in both instances, they have their own kind of and I say this lovingly, quirkiness, Firehouse Subs was started by and it dedicated towards first responders and Smoothie King. They have these things like the one question filter test. What is it about Taco Bell? And I know there's kind of a playfulness with Taco Bell and focus on youth and measured irreverence in a good way. What is it about Taco Hi, Bell right, that makes wink, it? Wink. Yeah. And what is it about the brand that makes it so uniquely qualified to be able to index so deeply into the foundation and to purpose. And is this something that will better define the brand going forward in addition to all the attributes I mentioned earlier? One of the things that came up is we have our employee survey every year. We ask the young people, what would you like us to help you with? And resoundingly, one of the top answers has always been education. So that's how we leaned into education. We know our employees want it. We know that it's been a a long spirit of us giving to youth in our philanthropic efforts. Our franchisees do it in their community efforts. So it was almost very much a natural fit for us to go there. What other Fran foundations did you look at and say, this is kind of what I'd like to role model or this is inspiring to me? Are there other companies or brands that come to mind that have foundations that are as effective and successful that you'd like to aspire to and or mirror? So one of the things we looked at, obviously, because we are a big brand, we had to look to the bigger brands. So some of the things, and obviously we have a board that we work very closely with. So one of the things that have come up is obviously McDonald's. Everybody knows about McDonald's. We looked into their history of Ronald McDonald House and what's going on there. Starbucks is a big one because as we talk to consumers and young people, it's one of the first things that come to mind to them. Well, Starbucks does a lot of good for their community. We have too, and we want to be known for that. So how do we better get our message out? And again, how do we be authentic? We want to talk about being around for 30 years and giving away over $80 million. The one thing I thought was interestingly, noticeably absent in all of your programs was any focus on food, health, or nutrition. And the reason why I ask is because I had Ben and Jerry's on And they're like the OG brand when it comes to social mission and purpose. Yes. They really created the category and in an industry or a sector that is in the, not necessarily the healthiest of foods. And they don't focus on any of that. What they do is they focus on that through their products. So they provide alternatives. And I know that Taco Bell from my interview for my Forbes column with your former CMO earlier this year. I learned lots of things. And one of the things that I learned is that Taco Bell is one of the first QSRs to offer a pure vegan option or a vegan certified option, which is amazing. So my guess is that the calculus here is that you're going to communicate food, nutrition, health issues through the store at retail and through your products and through choice and through information and empowerment there and instead focus your other kind of purpose social resources against things that we talked about. I think that's absolutely right. And it really goes back to being authentic. 
I mean, I think there's certain things that are very brand focused. And I think obviously at the forefront of our brand is our food. And we've definitely leaned in on the brand for that. And the brand has done wonderful things. I have a lot of vegetarian friends and actually they educated me that, oh, we've always gotten your bean burritos because of that reason. So yes, we want to stay authentic. We're focused on youth education and our program and the brand, yes, will continue to focus on those type of brand centric topics. But we have seen and we may have, we get some partnerships with our suppliers or something, but that's an idea that's very interesting to us is that could we eventually go into the fund something very specific on health and nutrition or just in general, just hospitality or something. But that's something we've explored. But yes, we stayed very true to the to the youth education and, and where we're going to go with that for the Taco Bell Foundation. So internally, though, you have your mission. You clearly have a lot, no pun intended, on your plate to deal with. It's a dad joke. I just have to intersperse them here and there. How closely do you collaborate, though, with, you mentioned sourcing before. By the way, in my world, I call that breaking into jail. But you mentioned sourcing, right? So how do you coordinate with them? Is there a larger, more macro kind of mission that incorporates foundation, sourcing, nutrition, health, where there are multiple parties inside of the organization working towards doing better and giving back and being more wholesome in all those different vectors and all those different ways? I imagine you don't work in silos, I guess is what I'm saying. No, I think it's part of our brand purpose project. Yes, we have a larger project focused on all those things. And obviously, Taco Bell Foundation is a big voice in that, Erin. We're a huge part of the brand purpose. And again, our brand, how we contribute to the brand purpose is through our youth education efforts and Live Moss Scholarship. Can you talk a little bit about the Feed the Beat program? Because I think this is super cool and nobody knows about it or very few people know about it. Is the Feed the Beat program still active? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And we're very lucky. We get a lot of benefits from that because sometimes some of the artists will come to our events. So yes, <laughs> headquarters is very excited about Feed the Beat. Well, and the reason why I mention it is because I don't think enough people know about it. I wrote about it in my column. But basically, you will feed bands who are on the road, especially new and upcoming struggling artists. You feed them on the road with Taco Bell, they can come in. And I've heard Imagine Dragons, Walk the Moon, and others have benefited from this program. And you have like 1,500 or more bands who participated. And I think that's incredible. I think it's cool. And I do think there's some purpose behind that because you're supporting the arts and artists community and they need to eat, right? Absolutely. I think a few years ago, we tried to intersect. So we did a little event out at South by Southwest. And I think there was a Live Moss scholarship component, to your point, and a um, Beat the Beat component where we had one of our youth who is, you know, an aspiring band or musician come out and be able to participate in the day and beat some of the bands, which was very cool. So there's always an intersection. And absolutely, again, it's very true to our brand and our voice and we love and any exposure that again we can help our scholars get into what they're interested in they like i think we were able to take one or two of them out there but they were just over the moon what are the demographics of the average taco bell consumer my guess is that they skew younger yeah i mean i I don't have all of them but through my marketing years i remember heavy fast food users for us who we think it's male 18 to 34 that is the generally the makeup now. I don't have all the specifics. I've been, I haven't seen the latest, but it's definitely younger, 18 to 34, and they tend to be 
excuse male as well. Right. Well, I remember back in my college days, this is kind of an embarrassing yeah. story, but I went to GW and there's plenty of Taco Bells in Washington, D.C. And one of our rituals was when you turn 21 and you're allowed to drink, it's how many we had Taco Bell eating taco contest, basically. All right. Yes. It never ended well, not because of the tacos, just because <laughs> of volume. Shout out to my roommate and one of my best friends, Jason Zox, for beating me in that contest. But we won't go into details. But I think what's interesting about the purpose initiatives is that at some point there is a business yield in that what you'd like to be able to do is create a longer term relationship and more diverse relationships, gender as well as age with your core consumer. Because if you get them young and you attach them to the brand and it somehow attaches to their success or their give back later in life, I believe I could be wrong that you then have a consumer for life. And that's good for the brand as well as good for the soul. For me personally, Erin, we are a corporation and we are a publicly held company, but we have a lot of resources and we have 6,000 restaurants and we're very lucky. We have a community of franchisees and Taco Bell employees that want to give back to the community. So why not rally around something? Like I said, we have a lot of resources at our fingertips. So yes, obviously there is that benefit that you mentioned, but for us really it's, hey, we want to be effective in our community and we want to help youth. So why not pull our resources and get around something that we can support and all of us can feel good about. And we've been very serious about that for close to 30 years and we're really proud of it. But yes, of course, as a corporation, we can build some customer love We'll take it. Right. I think that makes total sense. What's your favorite thing on the menu? Oh, I'm kind of old school. It's a little bit boring, but I like the tostada. That's my favorite. I like it fresco style. So I like it with no cheese and they put like a pico de gallo on top. That's how I like it. And I have to ask you, so how many tacos were you able to eat in your little uh, competition? You didn't divulge that. I believe that I tapped out at 14. And let's just say that if Uber were around in 1991, I would have had to pay the cleaning fee. And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. 14 is a respectable number. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But unrelated, but maybe coincidence, I did have to have an appendectomy about a month later. So I know it's probably unrelated, okay. but just small. We're going to yeah. say that's unrelated. It's unrelated. <laughs> it's unrelated. I got a cool scar out of it, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. So listen, Tina, it was great having you on the show. How do we follow the foundation? Or what are the handles on social that we should follow, not just for the foundation, but any of the foundation's efforts to keep up with what's going on and also be able to participate in some of the activities and opportunities? Yes, we put everything on our website, obviously, Aaron. So it's tacobellfoundation.org. So please follow that. We post all of our winning videos. We let all the scholars know when the application periods open. That's an easy one. We, we will post everything on that. And then for us, it's always hashtag Taco Bell Foundation or Live Moss. Live Moss Scholarship. Excuse me. So those are a couple that you can follow. But our website is probably the best place for all the latest info. We make sure we keep that pretty current. Tina, it was great having you on the show. I really appreciate everything you do and Taco Bell Foundation does. I look forward to keeping up with your progress and all the milestones that you've set for yourself. Thanks, Aaron. It was really fun talking to you, too. 
This has been an episode of Brand on Purpose with Aaron Quickkin, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories of entrepreneurs and senior leaders who make it their brand's mission to do well by doing good. Special thanks to our amazing team, including the voice you never hear, producer extraordinaire Lindsay Hand, and the always-on-point associate producer Katrina Walkley, who touches every aspect of this podcast. Learn more about our show at brandonpurpose.com, follow our Instagram at thebopodcast, and learn more about our host at aaronquicken.com. Thank you.